It's the Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning, also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts from. It's a Wednesday, the 27th day of July for 2022, and coming up we are talking to a couple of different guests about different real estate topics this morning. The first is Anthony. We're going to be looking at the banks who are watching very closely with the extra spending that is going on from household budgets and also talking about the mortgage squeeze that is taking place. Then Michael is here. We're going to have a look at this slow auction process over weeks rather than the quick auction that takes place on the day. If you're celebrating your birthday today for the 27th of July, you share it on the same day as AB, Alan Border, the former Australian cricket captain. He is turning 67 today. You know, I tell you what, he had a fantastic batting test averages just having a look at that he played 156 test matches scored over 11,174 runs and his batting average was 50.6 that's pretty good eh? that's not bad at all so happy birthday Alan Border grab your coffee and switch on your real estate breakfast every weekday morning from 6 30 It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. And checking on your weather around Australia. First we go to Sydney, a sunny fine day, expecting a high of 17. Melbourne, the showers are going to ease back, a temperature of 15 degrees today. Brisbane, the blue skies are picture perfect, your top of 19. And in Perth, some cloudy skies, but a dry day and your high of 21 degrees. From first home buyers to property investors and everything in between. Every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Well, as I mentioned yesterday, if you're trying to save for a deposit, especially if you're a first home buyer, banks are starting to scrutinise even more than in normal circumstances. And the household squeeze is being financially felt and in some cases to breaking point. In fact, some potential first home buyers have come to the realisation that the market just got away from them and they are now sitting tight before trying again to secure a property in the future. So let's bring in Sydney mortgage broker Anthony Landau, who is the Managing Director of Equilibria Finance and well. Welcome, Anthony, to the Real Estate Podcast this morning. Great to be here, Craig. Thanks, mate. Great to have you on. And real pain, isn't it, that's being felt right now with buyers having to account for every single dollar, every single cent. What are you observing from first-home buyers and particularly the strain of their finances right now? Yeah, that's a, that's very topical at the moment. One of the biggest challenges for first home buyers is their deposit, as well as trying to maximise essentially what they're able to borrow. So the the confluence of increasing rates, there's the issue around the um, increased cost of living that's impacting everybody. Obviously, with inflation running hot, uh, cost of living going up, there's a lot more scrutiny starting to come down the line from the providers around some of these types of things that are impacting uh, what buyers can do. In saying that, 
that. There's a lot of buffers in there with living expenses, benchmarks and stuff, but it does start impacting the buyers. And not only are they trying to save for a deposit, but they're getting hit with increased cost of living pressures as well as increasing rates, which is impacting what a lot of them want to be able to do at the moment. Mm, Yeah, good point. And one of the problems a first home buyer has is not just the expenses going up, but also as a result of that, it can reduce their borrowing power. Yeah, we're seeing that across the board. And for first home buyers, it's not insignificant. A lot of them are already looking to try and maximise what they can borrow because they might have a smaller deposit. They might be trying to access one of the government schemes around the first home loan deposit scheme or something. So their borrowing capacity is critical and that is being impacted by increases in interest rates. So while the provider buffers may not have changed, the fact that the interest rates are rising, what they're assessing the the borrower at is, is higher. So that impacts how much they can actually borrow. Then you add the cost of living pressures, living expenses going up, that additionally impacts what someone is able to borrow. So what we're finding is the first home buyers have those affordability constraints and they're being squeezed a little bit from from all sides. Cost of living pressures, increasing interest rates, that's impacting how much they can borrow. And then again, that's flowing through to what they can afford to buy. And I think I saw somewhere the average person's borrowing power you had seen fall by between 5 to 10%. Yeah, look, everyone's situation's different. But what we're seeing is is numbers like that. Someone who might have been able to borrow, say, to keep it simple, a million dollars before, we might now be seeing them being able to borrow nine hundred dollars or $950,000. Cost of living pressures are coming through. That's impacting the provider benchmark, the HEM measure, we call it. And also interest rate increases affecting what they're assessing the borrower's interest rate at. That's impacting what we're seeing around 5 to 10%. And how many people have you seen, let's say, in the last month or so with existing mortgages really starting to shop around now for a better deal? Because I think it's fair to say a lot of people just kind of just let things float when they should have really possibly 12 months ago, 18 months ago, got in there and changed the deal. But are you seeing people do that now? We're certainly seeing people become a lot more aware of the interest rates, what they're paying and different options out there on the market. So for some of our existing clients, it's a matter of saying, okay, who's your existing provider? Why did we go to them in the first place? Was it a credit policy reason or for interest rates? So often there might be an opportunity to either renegotiate with your existing provider or there's so many other providers out there on the market that we can leverage who might still have lower rates than maybe what their existing provider is offering. So yeah, we are seeing a lot more conversation around interest rates. And when I say a lot more opportunities to refinance, it's probably more people looking to see where they can get the best deal at the moment, which may lead to a renegotiation with their existing provider, or ultimately it may lead to changing off providers to secure them a better rate. Because at the moment with rates rising so quickly, it's making a massive difference. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, Thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast and good luck with dealing with all of those mortgages. No worries, Craig. Thanks, mate. Cheers.
All right, let's change tack right now. There's a new approach being taken in the auction space by a company spreading out the auction time for someone buying a property. Now, the way that this auction is being run is quite different to gathering everyone onto a property or into an auction room and staging a quick fire auction. This auction is allowing bidders the chance to bid over several weeks. So let's bring in real estate agent Michael Vetteri of Queensland's Sotheby's in Brisbane. And a very good morning to you, Michael. Welcome to the Breakfast Podcast. Craig, good morning to you and thank you for having me on. This is called an open negotiation. So tell us a little bit about where you got the idea to run this type of open negotiation. Craig, uh, open negotiation was launched in Australia in 2016 and has seen significant growth largely due to the COVID-19 restrictions on traditional home inspections and on-site auctions. It originated in WA and over the past almost six years now, each individual states, particularly Victoria and New South Wales, have seen significant rises in this manner of transparency as far as the auction process goes. Okay, and the seller, importantly, chooses the period of time that they want to run the auction, and probably just as importantly, they're able to extend the auction as well. That's correct. So there's a start date of the campaign, and unlike a traditional auction, where the auction is conducted in four weeks on a Saturday or a Sunday, whatever the case may be, the auction commences from day one of being on the market. And then there's a closing period. Now that final closing period allows only those people that are registered and are currently bidding on the property to continue bidding once the clock stops at a certain time, which has been set. Okay. So how does the bidding process itself work? So the bidding process itself is is quite interesting and it's quite unique. The platform itself facilitates real-time communications and negotiations in property transactions. In the example of Christmas Creek Road or Mandalay, the first bid came in on the 13th of July at $1.5 million. We then can determine what our increments we're looking for up until the final close. At this stage, we've set a $50,000 rise. So we currently have 1.6 million as the current bid and three qualified bidders that are continuing to fight it out until Friday the 29th. Okay, and the property is set on a private mountain next to Lamington National Park. It's an idyllic-looking property. I see what you're doing here, Michael. You are allowing more time for people to fall in love with this property. Traditionally, of course, people will look at a property. If they like it, they will start to view it online many, many times. People wake up, they have their breakfast, their computer sitting next to them. Because it's over a longer period, people are going to be traumatised if they miss out on on this property? It, it's interesting. Um, the campaign is running on a 24-day period and we can control that period as well. To date, we've had just over 95 inquiries on the property. We've had a total of 13 private inspections, private appointments where people have literally taken the opportunity to inspect the property, to enjoy a cup of tea and a sandwich and all the rest of that's been provided by the owner and just to see what it feels like to live in an eco estate. Yeah, yeah. The the smoothing has begun and the property is set on over 64 hectares. It's an estate exclusively set into a private setting. It's very secluded. Of the bidders, Michael, how many are outside Queensland? 
So it's interesting you should say that because we look at the summaries of where our bidders and, and registrations are coming from. So, for example, is a gentleman from Sydney, from New South Wales, on the 16th of July. They're from Queensland, from Brisbane. And on the 25th of July, we have a registered bidder from Victoria. New South Wales and Victoria have not seen the property. The people from Queensland have seen the property. And nobody on their behalf scoping it out? I would imagine that we probably had a number of people look at the online marketing that's been done via the video, the 3D tours and all the rest of it. But no, as far as I'm aware, we've had no representation from either party to say that we have a set of eyes that will be looking at the property on our behalf. Now, in saying that, tomorrow from 10 o'clock on, we have multiple inspections again leading up to Friday. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Thank you, Michael, for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning. And good luck, as I say, for Friday with your auction, Open Negotiation. Craig, thank you very much and have a wonderful day. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 